0: Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane, from the Rocketeer Minute and the Apollo 13 Minute.
1: And I'm Chris Henry, one of your other hosts, and I am from the uh, Apollo 13 Minute. I almost wanted to take credit for the Rocketeer <laughs> Minute, but uh, uh, thank you for for coming back. We are, again, fortunate enough to have Sarah Kozloff joining us today, who literally wrote the book on some of these films including uh some about this movie so um sarah again thank you for for hanging with us we've overcome obstacles and technology um
2: we fought <laughs> our own wars yes
1: exactly we fought <laughs> our own battles to get here and we um, still have our hands yes so yeah we're still we're still trucking here so uh, uh thank you for coming back
2: my pleasure
0: uh well we here we are in minute 90 which uh, begins with uh the uh a return on the music to uh the uh the Nanana Nana, uh, uh taunting child song and uh we see homer trying to make amends to his sleeping sister he uh he, he walks into her bedroom where she's fast asleep next to a raggedy ann doll and uh he carefully tucks her in uh moving moving the uh, uh blankets up with his with the hooks on his arms uh and uh we watch you know homer homer's put his sister to bed and now his dad's coming in to uh uh to put to put a smoking homer to bed
1: right. um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that good night cigarette in <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah ah. he is trying to make up to luella for his flash of anger um and weiler is um using a young girl as a symbol of everything that's precious and sweet and Americana Um, look at the flowers on her headboard and her dolls and the lacy curtains Um, and uh, showing that Homer can uh, be uh, fatherly and tender with even though he has metal hooks
0: yeah and uh i i was wondering this is rather evocative at the at the time uh norman rockwell in 44 had had drawn the uh, four freedoms he had he had yeah. done them as uh, as posters this looks very much like the uh, freedom from fear poster uh which is um uh, uh, father and mother putting a putting kids to bed while uh, the father is holding a newspaper in his hands uh that the headline has more talk of war and invasions
2: yeah um I and think that's is, a really good, uh, really good parallel because um, Rockwell also has this, you know, just full frontal, um, right? Let me present to you what American life is like. And yeah. here we are again. Um, the dollies are looking straight at us. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
2: That's quite a bright streetlight outside. <laughs> Moon, but The
0: moon's I, moved closer. Yeah, it's a...
2: <laughs> but never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, no. It's uh yeah. yeah and it's it it's exactly this is what Homer fought for to keep yes. a little girl in her bed and not have to worry about uh you know the, the monsters that yeah you know, the monster the monstrosity of war that he fought against.
2: Right. And you know that Wyler had many uh little g- girls at this time yeah. in his own life. Um and uh and loved the little girls I mean, he only had one son. Um, and, um, so to, for him, this, this is the symbol of home.
0: Yeah. And, uh, uh, Kat, Catherine Weiler, we had her on uh, our show last week and she talked about how, you know, it was, uh, her favorite part of being, uh, of being around her dad was she was, <laughs> she could she could meet all these all these uh, guys that she was in love she was madly in love with uh, with Dana Andrews when she was six <laughs> and the idea that Dana Andrews would come over to the house and Hoagy Carmichael would be there playing the piano for Dana Andrews and <laughs> she thought she thought everybody lived like that but it was just like a wonderful uh, just just a wonderful place to be um, but yeah definitely uh, 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 I would think that William Wyler knew how little girls are idolized older men so yes
2: yeah um it's interesting i i i wished i mean i came on when when it worked for all of our schedules i would have loved to do one of the hoagie Carmichael scenes because i here again you have um he was a performer but not an actor and he gives, I think, the most naturalistic performance of any non-actor, right?
0: Yeah, Butch, oh, for sure. Yeah, Which oh,
2: yeah. is just amazing, um, and I love what. And he's really playing the piano, of course, while that is going on. And Harold Russell is really playing chopsticks while uh, that those shots are going on.
0: Yeah, um, and. and- and and um they're neither of them are hollywood actors i mean uh you know homer of course from from massachusetts or from nova scotia and then massachusetts but uh gosh if you ever wanted to find a you know all-american boy uh hoagie carmichael was from indiana he grew up a lazy river he was he was writing about the wabash when when he wrote about the, the lazy river and so he was as middle america as they come so if anybody came from the you know the theoretical boone city of ohio Here's, Mm -hmm. you know, here's Hoagie. He, he lived that. Um, He lived that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and was good friends with Weiler apparently, at least according to his daughter, uh, Hoagie was very good friends with, uh, with William Weiler. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, but this, you know, even though it's Boone city and we've, we've talked about this in the past that Boone city could be anywhere. This is, they're, they're far from, they're far from the cities here. They're not, it's not Los Angeles. It's not New York. Yeah. and it's uh it, it it resonates with everybody that went to war and came back to their little town uh to to deal with what you know what do you do with the aftermath we can't go back to where you were yeah. um and the idea of his you know having to get his dad to help him go to bed <clears throat> right. uh it's he's ba- he's back even further back than we we're you know he's he's back beyond you know like like luella he's he's a little kid again having to get his parents to tuck him in
2: since you mentioned um, Rockwell, I think the father looks exactly like a person out of <laughs> <Yes>. Norman Rockwell, <laughs> right?
0: I that agree. Like yeah. Yeah.
2: In his white t-shirt. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and even his voice, it's just sort of um, gentle. And uh, I mean, I, th- I think this in today's filmmaking, this minute would never have been left in because not that much is happening if yeah. you want to ca- if you want to call the best years of our lives slow <laughs> it's because of the pace of uh, minutes like this we watch him walk all the way down the hall we watch him walk all the way back we could have someone could have cut. Cut cut, yeah. cut 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 right yeah
0: yeah there's no explosions that's the <laughs> It's
2: just, yeah, it, there's this, it,
0: the idea, you know, I, uh, I mean, a lot of people when they, when they are, are younger generations yeah you know, are used to rapid pace of storytelling, but this, this, you kind of get room to breathe and ponder what's going on. As you're seeing, you're seeing Homer, you know, looking down at, looking down at his, at his daughter. And we've all, you know, we've all been in situations where you're looking at, you're looking at a child and thinking gosh there's there's such a future ahead for this one Mm -hmm. um and but yeah i don't think you'd have time in a movie nowadays that wouldn't they wouldn't waste a shot on that
2: um and uh but uh, that's why but one of the things that's so special about is it's sort of stately pacing i mean even the even the climax in the uh, broken bomber where uh dana andrews goes through his catharsis um there's quite a few cuts but nothing is happening he's sitting in the broken bomber. that's it right and the yeah. music is doing it all so it's it's kind of an anti-thriller it's uh, as i say in the book the the movie uh, mixes realism and melodrama um, um. And it does this at its own sort of stately, slow, unhurried pace to make you think about the texture of life in America in 1946.
0: Yeah, and, and in you know, in hindsight, this gives us as we as we live in these different minutes, you get to spend uh, some extra time in 1946. You know, you look around at the the uh, the post and bar uh, the uh, the button wall switches and all the the accoutrements of, of 1946. And you're looking at a vanished age. Um, And you, but, but you wouldn't uh, like at the time they didn't know that they were capturing a a vanished age. Um, Weiler's famous montage at the beginning where we're seeing different parts of what's supposed to be Boone city. And you're seeing, you know, hot dog stands and diners and and kids, uh, kids playing on the sidewalk and stuff like that. Uh, we recognize it as, you know, this is the America that they came back to, but, uh, also as as we're watching this in the 21st century, there's the America that was, um, and it's just as a, as a, as a time capsule, it's interesting, although a a melodramatic time capsule, it's, it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see, this was how people were thinking of being after the war a little bit, you know, further beyond than what you're reading in life magazine. Right. Uh, I'm now
2: I'm now looking at Homer's bedroom, uh, where uh, you see his navy cap and you see his um, uh, sailor's bag, yeah, um, and you see you know his pictures of himself uh, when he was uh, doing sports and things like that. Yeah there's uh, a picture
0: there's a picture of his flat top uh the the aircraft carrier in the corner and of course ah, the picture yes. and so it's it's kind of showing his immediate past and then those uh, the bayonet and the rifle which are symbols of war but also something you know hand to hand combat is this that is what that bayonet is representing so it's you know he's he's out of that field now
2: and also, sorry, guys, masculinity. Oh,
0: true, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, so, um, and everybody, it's, it's funny, my students often remark about how much everybody smokes. In Hollywood. <laughs> they, they do, they all smoke, you know. The father had a pipe, but uh, Homer has his cigarette. Um, and uh, and even though he denies he wants Wilma, he has two pictures, two, three, two
0: Yeah
2: in his yeah.
0: bedroom yeah and it's uh, and i keep thinking of those, those he couldn't have gotten them after the war I, I mean i i would think that those were there before he left yeah but uh yeah. It's, it's amazing she, she kept the same sweater too from the scene <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's it's just there's there's so his set his set direction on this the set design is it, so fantastic because it reminds you so much of uh of his hands and and as you said his masculinity so um uh even the even the shape of the be- brass bed um yeah. but uh i'm amazed uh, mostly on uh for, for the number of people that haven't seen the film this doesn't get a lot of it doesn't get a lot of airplay on tv i mean it's on tcm occasionally but it's not it's not a standard like wizard of oz or uh, or um it's a wonderful life or, you know, any, any, or typical musicals, any idea why Sarah, I don't understand why this, this film doesn't get more airplay or, or more I think popular partly
2: it's because the stars are not big Hollywood names. Frederick March, people may not have Dana Andrews. I mean, we know who they are, but it's not like it's Jimmy Stewart.
0: Yeah. Or yeah,
2: yeah. Garland. Right. That's also, true. It's long. So, it doesn't fit well into t v schedule if you're gonna put commercials in it and things like that um and uh the the pacing that we talked about a minute ago um I think it would be totally destroyed with commercials and on t v
0: yeah uh, i can't I can't imagine a ninety minute version of this of this movie <laughs> it just no. it would not not work at all. Um, well, I mean, I guess the, the only thing we can hope for is more people read your book and more people, uh, tune, tune in when it's on. It, it does get a lot of airplay. I know around, uh, like veterans day and Memorial day, It'll, it'll be it? on TCM yeah. uh, TCM shows it a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, this is as we're recording this, it's the 75th anniversary of the, of the making of this film. Um, <clears> but I just, I, I want my grandkids to watch this movie. Um, I think that the timelessness of it is, is so, um, amazing, and uh, I think you can you, you can come back to this every couple of years or or even months and find something new in every every minute like like we're doing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just such a such a great uh, a great stunning film. Um, I know more people are going to be talking about this uh, as the groups come in uh, over the next uh, over the ensuing weeks. Um, but I was really happy to to be able to to talk. About this film, and uh, to get a chance to talk with you, Sarah, uh, about this about this movie.
2: Uh, well, I love talking about best years um <laughs> uh, and classical Hollywood. All these things are, you know, I I I taught film for thirty years, so I. I used to go outside, actually, and try and find people and grab them and make them come inside and watch what I was watching. (laughs) So so, um, I hope your podcast does that and gets people to to uh, uh, virtually or digitally uh, be grabbed and pulled in to um, just this fantastic story.
0: Can I ask what your students, if after showing them this film, what what their immediate reactions were to it? How how did they how did they approach this film when they saw it?
2: You know, I'm not sure I ever uh, showed it in a class because. It wasn't one of the 13 most uh, groundbreaking breaking uh, things of world cinema to show. Um yes. it, it does I used to teach genre classes, So, so you know, it's, not, it's not a one not It's not actually on that film. It's not a musical. Um, I don't remember. I might have shown it at the beginning of... Uh, class i taught on the mccarthy era because Ah. the drugstore scene the drugstore scene is starting the you know fight between um between the right wing and the left um but it but it didn't really fit into my curriculum it may not fit in um many professors curriculum
0: yeah, it's 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 a difficult one to, to to negotiate of where where it would go for talking about. I mean, I guess you could talk about it with if, if there was a if there was a show about World War II movies. This would right. this would lead right. the pack for me. But uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really fit. It ha- it it's 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 its own category almost.
2: I think because of its quiet realism and its and the way it wears its heart on its sleeve.
0: Um, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's like you said, if you just grab people off the street and go sit down and don't go anywhere for the next three hours, we're going to watch this movie. Um,
2: and it yeah, will change your life. And you will, yeah. and you will thank me for it afterwards.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, I know, I know that, uh, Chris, you've, you've watched this movie mostly for, uh, watching all the, the stack of B-17s. But, uh,
1: <laughs> well, over the years I have, and now the, uh, uh, the more, uh, the older I get, uh, the better the film gets, you know, you understand it more. Working with veterans, um, the the movie has just really opened my eyes to a ton more. A lot of the same issues being dealt with in the film are still, you know, dealt with, with returning vets from the Gulf Wars and and, uh, and current conflicts. So, yeah, um, yeah. but the B-17s are, are pretty cool, too, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Except the part where they've
0: got the cranes tearing them apart. I know that's, that's, uh, well, that's, you that's...
1: know, I'll give you a whole fun fact here. I know we're closing out, but uh, so that, you know, that's really a scrap yard that isn't a set or anything like that. They were really scrapping the airplanes And one of them in the background is a very, very super rare YB 40 conversion for a B 17. Oh, wow. And it's like heartbreaking to know that it was getting caught up and it was on film. And it's like, oh, there it is. But it was a rare, very rare, uh, they kind of made a gunship out of the B-17 and they experimented with it. And they only ever made, you know, just a few. And there was one there uh, right. for whatever reason. I have no idea why that is what ended up uh, in the shot. But there's one in the background that you can clearly see. It's,
2: yeah, uh,
1: I, you just want to jump in and save it.
2: <laughs> I can see why for aviation um, specialists, that would be very sad. But to me, it is literally pounding guns into plowshares yes, um, yes. right yeah yeah I, exactly. I find it a, a hopeful image
1: yes yeah exactly hey Max,
2: we should do um, the Memphis if you're so into planes we should do the Memphis Bell while I oh. document you know
1: yeah that's 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 on my hit list I'm, I'm contemplating tackling it I've never done one of these by myself uh and I'm, I'm tackling doing Memphis Bell and
2: uh it's, it's the best best yeah
1: yeah the, the original documentary the William Wyler documentary yeah. is oh it's fantastic and
2: it, it's, except it's it, there's no restored version of it and yeah, I know. Uh, and the it, it's pretty it's pretty deteriorated yeah, uh, yeah. but that but it the editing the the narration it's just the best um and you can see its influence on oh yeah the best years of our lives
1: Oh absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. that's like that's like the uh the prequel.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. It the prequel. Yeah.
2: It's the prequel.
1: Yeah, you could see Fred Derry could easily fit in as one of the characters. I mean, it just Well, it's uh, so interesting you mentioned that because in one conversation that was being had, uh, someone had mentioned why was Fred Derry, a bombardier, a captain, where mm-hmm. bombardiers were a lot of times, you know, usually a lieutenant. However, if you were a good bombardier, you became a lead bombardier, a lot of times you would get promoted to captain. And Vince Evans, the bombardier on the Memphis Bell, was just such a thing. He was a lead bombardier. He got promoted to captain, and I've no doubt that's that was a direct influence of why the rank was assigned to that bombardier number.
2: oh, I'm sure so, I'm yeah. sure yeah,
1: wow, uh, wow, well, so many things going on here, but I- <laughs> we're going to have to leave it to our,
0: to our next group of, uh, of uh, who I, I've forgotten who it is, but they'll, um, uh, actually I can find out right now. Let me just let you know, uh, coming up next, uh, next week, uh, after we finish here is, uh, Oh, Robert, uh, Black, who also teaches film, uh, and while not teaching film, he does the cock and bull minute. So he'll be on, uh, he'll be on for minutes 91 through 100. Uh, so sp- please stay tuned for next Monday. Uh, Sarah, where can people find? I we've talked uh, yesterday. We talked about your uh, your fantasy series. Um, where can people find books about you? Where, where's the best place to look for you?
2: Best place is my website, and it's just my name, which is Sarah with an H, and Kozloff is my last name. K O Z L O F F. SarahKozloff.com.
0: dot Awesome. Wow! Oh, uh, again, thank you so much for being on our show and putting up with all of our technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I, we will it, it, we will have you on if uh, if Chris has his uh, Memphis Bell minute. I'm sure we'll have you back to talk more Weiler. Absolutely, um, and and it, it, he'll probably have an audio system that'll work better. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll look. I'll look forward to it.
1: Awesome. That'd be awesome. Wow. So great meeting you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, w- well, uh, for uh, listeners uh, listening in here, if you uh, have any problems finding these pre- the previous episodes, and we've got an hour and a half uh, an hour and a half worth of minutes, which probably relates to about uh, twenty hours of show, <laughs> uh, but uh, check out there. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Play, or on the main site, thebestminutes.com. It also helps us a great deal if you're on uh, Apple Podcast. If you could uh, like and subscribe and leave a review with as many stars as you can to talk about the series, and other people will find us if. You, uh, if you use that on uh, on Apple podcast, leave us a good review. Please do. Um, it, okay. Also on uh, social media, we're available, uh, as always, at Butch's Place, the best years of our lives, listeners cafe on Facebook and on Twitter at uh, The Best Minutes. Uh, uh, please also notice that uh, there are over 180 other Movies by Minutes podcast available at moviesbyminutes.com. Please check out that site, moviesbyminutes.com for more shows. Chances are we have your favorite movie out there examined a minute or so at a time. If we don't have one, why don't you join us uh, over over at Movies by Minutes? You can uh, track us on, uh, there's some links there to our Facebook page. And uh, we'd love to hear your favorite movie examined a minute at a time. It's a great way to break into podcasting. So try that out. Anyway, thank you again for listening and we'll see you here next week with a new crew on the Best Minutes Podcast.
1: Hey Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon.
0: Right, thanks. Come on Taylor.